All right, you guys excited to have Bob in the house? Man, so am I. Well, I tell you, the Word of God says in Ephesians 4, He has given some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? To what? Equip the body of Christ for the work of the ministry. And Bob is a prophet, and today, guys, you're in for a treat. He's going to minister in word, and he is going to minister words of the Lord. Now, here's the deal. Not of you, all of you will probably get a prophetic word. Is that okay in this house, yeah? Right? But God knows exactly. And here's what I want to do. I don't want you to be afraid. Some people are afraid of prophetic words. But prophetic words are to edify, build up, comfort, and strengthen you. They set your destiny. They call forth what God sees in you. And, he, and God declares it over you. And it, it, it ignites something inside of you. Amen? And so today, many of you are going to have words shared over you. And I say, hold those words in. Get your phones ready to record. But God is going to speak through Bob. We love Bob. We thank God for him. Amen. And let's give a prophet's reward. Let's honor him as he comes forward. Everybody just give uh, Bob a hand. Bless you, Bob. We thank you that you're well. We thank you for your voice being strengthened in the name of Jesus. We honor you. We thank you, man of God, for being here to minister to this house. And we just thank you, God, for healing him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We speak blessing. We declare uh, protection over our brother. We thank you for giving angels charge over him to protect him. And, Father, we thank you for the word that is in this man. Bless him, bless him bless him and we receive that which you are sending us today in jesus name and all the saints of god said amen, amen. bless you brother love you man bless you love you too brother oh man praise the lord hallelujah it's good to see you today uh, let's let's uh, do some things for the lord here praise god for his goodness how about luke chapter one thank you for being patient with me finally get here hallelujah <clears throat> this has been a long haul boy i tell you that was like a holy spirit car wash today in that worship that'll just that'll wash the junk off you right there you'll sit under that you know and not try to just don't try to do anything but be in his presence man when they stopped that thing and said all right let's just get in the river and uh, I'll, I'll hold it up to my face. Sorry about that. That's my fault. I forgot how to talk. I had been so long. I talked their ears off last night. <laughs> and um, that's supposed to mean amen. <laughs> so when they said that, they said, let's get in that river. The dynamic of the Holy Spirit changed. <laughs> I love him so much. He is my closest friend, and uh, and I I got in that river, and I I love to be in that thing. I just uh, I love that these pastors would say, you know, let's just stop everything, because y'all have a sound. I mean, I just what come out of you today was amazing. But when you went from the sound to the cloud and kept the sound in the cloud, I thought the hair right here was going to grow back on my head. <laughs> I felt skinnier. Did I lose weight in that? Thank you. I felt like I lost weight in the middle of that. And uh, <laughs> am I taller? It just makes every piece of you that is imperfect feel perfect when you just lined up with the perfect one. I'm not going to make it through this. <laughs> I love him so much. I, and I got to tell you, the love I've felt in this room today uh, directed toward me is just precious. Thank you. Luke chapter 1. Come on, Holy Spirit. Let's, let me say something here. Or I'll lay in the floor and cry in the fetal position and just <laughs> let the Lord give me whatever he's got. I'm not going to make it. <clears throat> Luke chapter 1. What about Bob? <laughs> Your death therapy cured me, Eugene. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is by far the best thing I've done today. Luke 1 chapter 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain 
priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. His wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before the Lord, walking all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were, they were now well stricken in years. See, that's how you tell old people to come up. <laughs> oh, y'all, it's well stricken in years. Come up here and shake what your mama gave you. Work, work. Verse 8. See, hearing me bring that makes your offense seem so much smaller, doesn't it? Sorry about that. I haven't been in church in a while. Verse 8. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. As you can see, I didn't have an internet connection for an NIV Bible when I wrote this in here. So the King James and a guy from Cleveland, this is just too funny. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of, of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him the angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zacharias saw him. He was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said to him, Fear not, Zacharias. For thy prayer has been heard, and your wife shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. I'm sure my mother heard this same similar text when birthing me. Many will rejoice. For he shall, the laughs are getting less, for he shall be Great in the sight of the Lord, he'll neither drink wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb, and the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. He shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, who turned the hearts of the fathers and children and the disobedience of the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man. But my wife is well stricken in years. The male ego at work. They were both well stricken a minute ago. And the angel of the Lord said to him, I am Gabriel. And that stand in the presence of God and sent to speak to thee and show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak. And until the that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my word, which shall be fulfilled in the season. The people waited for Zacharias, and they marveled that he tarried in the temple so long. That's an interesting thought right there to me. I wonder why he's in there so long. Why would the priest be in the presence of God? And when he came out, he couldn't speak, and they perceived that he'd seen a vision in, uh, in the temple. And they beckoned unto him, and he remained speechless. I was, I'd lost my voice for 20 weeks. So I had done... Uh, 20 nights or so, and then I went into Canada, and, and I did a 30 nights, and I do a daytime service for, like, rehabs and halfway houses, partway house, anywhere but they'll have me. You, you understand what I do. And th that guitar, I'm not a player like these guys. I'm not a singer like these girls. But that guitar is like a sling and a stone. That thing takes down more giants. It opens doors for me that I, I can't get into. That is just ridiculously amazing. That sound plays everywhere. I don't have to be in a church. I got to listen to this. We should have got the offering before. Oh, we did. Good. Um, <laughs> I got this three o'clock thing. I'm doing a cigar shop in Cleveland on Mondays. And um, not a cigar smoker, uh, but I smell like one. Um, and I'm playing this thing. And some guys heard me play at some tiki hut. And they're like, why don't you bring that over to our cigar shop? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't I? How much do you cost? I order a wings, you know, because I preach the word and I eat the bird. <laughs> After 20 weeks of no voice, I started uh, trying to talk to the Lord. I'm like, hey, uh, over here, over there, guy, <laughs> what are we doing? So I, I got a job, and I am notoriously terrible with jobs i've been doing this so long i don't i just don't know how like mike mike brown the woo man could 
I call him Woo Man too, because you know he gets out of glory, he'll go Woo, and uh, dude can he can build anything and do all kinds of things. My toolbox is a Swiss Army knife thing you keep in your pocket. You can clean your teeth, open a bottle of wine, cut a thread, and it's got a screwdriver on it in case of heavy building. And I just don't know a lot. So I got a job washing dishes because I can't talk. So I'm washing dishes in a restaurant thing. And uh, this guy said to me, you don't tell people, you know, great prophet, you don't tell people that you got a job washing dishes, do you? Like I should be ashamed that I'm going to take care of myself. People cannot tell, which I haven't done, but um, they were like, you mean you can't talk? I'm like, I can't talk. They're like, you're hired. Because... <laughs> Because we don't want people here that can talk because you just sit in a corner and talk. So we want you to work. And, um, and, um, and I, you know, I hate it. And, um, but I got to tell you, um, don't let anyone ever tell you to be ashamed that you got a job or two jobs. And when they tell you, well, you got to use your faith and say, oh, it's good. You, want, you use your faith. Here's what my mortgage is this month. Will you pay that for me, please? That usually ends that conversation right there. It shuts down arrogance. One guy said to me, oh, don't you believe the Lord's got more for you than washing dishes? I said, yes. So I started writing down all my bills, and I handed it to him. I said, would you pay these? Because that's what the Lord wants to do. <laughs> well, brother, we'll pray about this. Hallelujah. <laughs> he got so spiritual then, you know. But, you know, when you lose something, the go in my ministry is that guitar, that car, this voice, and it all goes from Holy Spirit. Now, my voice went out, and my car broke down, and the, the guitar, the, the strings were just stuck against the fretboard. I was like, what in the world is this? 20 weeks. And you understand, even if I don't have a place to minister, I'm sitting around that house singing songs. I don't know why it's LaGrange. This Texas town. I'm bringing a cloud. And I'm praising God, and it was all gone. And um, you can't play or sing. Or, and the Lord spoke to me in the middle of it, brother. He said, I'm going to bring you through this because you're not tied up and wrapped up in your position. You're wrapped up in your purpose. If I could give you anything, if you quit worshiping because you're not on the stage playing your guitar, you are not a worshiper. If I stop worshiping, because I don't have a microphone, I am not a man of God. This is just a position. My purpose as a soul winner. So I started getting creative. How am I, what am I going to do? Because the spirit of prophecy is still on me, albeit I can't talk. I'm going to learn sign language and become a prophet to the death. Love, peace, chicken grease. I'm talking about finding a way that when everything that you thought was going to last you has been gone. Now, God, everything's gone that I leaned on. So now I'm with you. Lean on me when you're not strong. Now be your God. Man, no doubt. When you get to knowing him, not because of your gift, hallelujah, but because he is the gift. Hallelujah. When you know him because you love him, you don't move. Hallelujah. Because you're so in love with the one that loved you. Glory be to God. How are we going to get through this, Lord? I don't know how. The question isn't how. The question is when. He is the how. He's the where. I just need the when. It's hard to go preach healing when you can't talk. Uh, in the middle of this, I had a couple things happen. I'm going to pray about whether I should give this or not because I have a little issue going on. But the voice of my miracle, the miracle of my voice, the voice of my miracle, I should write that down. It, something started happening. So in the middle of it, uh, somebody said to me, can you come and do a weekend at our church? I said, you know, texting, you know, and they can't uh, talk. Why don't you use your faith? Oh, I hate that right there. Because my faith is getting out of bed every day. I don't know about you, right? I'm from the inner city of Cleveland. So my faith is getting up. And why don't you come and do this meeting? 
even though, you, you know, if you come, you're going to get healed. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? So I went, and it took me three more months to be able to get out on the road. Now, let me tell you something. I learned a valuable lesson here. Never let someone talk you into something God hadn't given you. Because when the spirit of religion comes in the form of a prophecy, it is charismatic witchcraft at its best. And it's trying to manipulate you into something that God's not called you to do. And I don't need more meetings. I need more of God. Because God's able to supply for me whether I'm doing meetings or not. He's just, he's just got to. If it's his will, it's his bill. So becoming who God's called you can be the very reason for these troubles. But when you're wrapped up in your purpose instead of your position, you could lose your pulpit and retain your anointing. Oh, I feel the glory of God. You can start. So there was several threats against my life. This was, I was on the news. I was like, my voice is back, and there's a prophet, and blah, 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 and God this and God that. And so then all these people started calling the station saying, well, we know who this guy is now, and we're going to. And so they called me and said, look, we're extinguishing this piece because they're going to kill you. And I thought, well, thank, thank you for taking that down. You know, it'd be terrible to get your voice back, and then, you know, and I'm not at 249 yet, so. <laughs> so every time I get on, right about 250, I quit and go eat a pizza pie. I believe the Lord showed me something in the middle of this. He taught me a few lessons that were hard pills to swallow. But the greater prophet might be able to, t a prophet may be able to tell you where you live, call you by your name, and do all these other things. But the greater spirit of prophecy is to unveil a darkness that Satan has planned for you. And when the king of Aram and the king, the king of Israel was going to go down through the valley, and the, the prophet said, don't go that way. The king of Aram's down there. And the king of Aram got so tired of this. He said, which one of you guys is telling the very secrets that I release in my bedroom? He said, none of us. There's a prophet over there. You want the spirit of prophecy? Calling out somebody's junk is not prophecy. Calling out their funk, what's going to happen beyond their junk? There's something in your life that's bigger than the mess you're in. It's releasing a cloud over the midst of their mess. Glory to God. Becoming who God called you is the reason for some of these troubles that we're going through. Because if we're wrapped up in the stage, we're wrapped up in the wrong thing. You must remain a man of God, a woman of God, a person that is totally sold out, in love with God, regardless if your gift is intact and able or not. Glory to God. Whether I'm able to travel or not. You know, I've been on the road for so long. I do 35 to 40,000 miles a year, you know, and uh, just trying to bring a high level of prophetic utterance, maybe to a place that couldn't afford it. I'll drive 10, 13 hours and get there and there's a living room with five people in it. God, what are you up to here? Because the law, it's his will, it's his bill. He's going to make a way that I can't make. You see, I'm going to be God's man. And there's a newness in knowing him. We, we must stay in worship. Worship has become a greater warfare to me you know, when I was a young kid, they would take us in the altar and we would have warfare. Ah! We called on the devil more than we called on the Lord. Satan, you this, and devil, you that, and demons, that, mine. and all we did was see demons. And there came a point where I got into so much worship that calling on the name of Jesus became more important to me than calling out the devil that was against me. Because you can't bring a curse on what God's blessed. Because I'm telling you, Galatians 3 is enough for me. Cursed is everyone who hung on the tree. He took that for me. Glory to God. So in the name of Jesus, you stay in worship. It becomes your greater warfare. And church, I speak to you prophetically. I speak to this specific body here at New Covenant. Pastors, I thank you again for letting me come. Always being so kind.
The growth in this place is tremendous. The spirit of renewal was in this altar again today. But the Lord showed me that this shaking time where people were wondering, well, what's going on? So-and-so that was with us, I don't see around anymore. Now, I don't know who's here and who's not. That's the best thing about me not talking to folk. It's when I get up here, I don't have to think, well, shoot, so-and-so told me that, and this one told me that. But nobody tells me anything because we call it prophetic courtesy. Just don't talk to me about that. Talk to me about the Browns. Man, you can't try to hang on to what God's trying to get you to release. Don't you trip over yesterday's mantle. A mantle that fits around you like a cloth. It's around you, and God's trying to pull it off, and you're trying to hang on to it. You keep tripping over the way it used to be. God's trying to put wrap you in a new mantle, a new sound, a new song, a new group, a new people. Listen, we've got the saved, more saved all the time. It's time that we do something with these giftings and put the work of God in the street. To when they, when they start talking about your church, say, they ain't nothing but a bunch of drug addicts down there. Thank you, Jesus Christ. I want that so badly. Fill this place with a bunch of people getting delivered. You cannot have revival with transferring memberships from church to church. You can only have revival when you transfer from kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. When worship becomes your warfare... Believe me, it is no fun. So, you know, I don't do monthly supporters. I, I'm going to just in a minute so that we don't have to, I'm not gonna do, you know, there's no card or anything. But I just have to, I can't go five months, five months with no income. This church sent me an offering and it broke my heart. I'm like, I, these, what in the world? I, I, I was dumbfounded. That it, I just, I, I thank you, but I'm just at loss for words. Because I can't think of the, I mean, churches that I serve as, a, uh, the, as one of their team, let's just say. And, and they call me, now they don't have me in their pulpit, but um, they'll call me thousands of people in those churches for a word from the Lord to direct something. And um, man, I didn't hear from them. You know what? When some of these things come your way, if you wrap yourself in a pity party, you move out of the presence of God. So you have to start realizing that the people that you thought were with you, man, we'll be with us forever, and maybe they're not now, God's clearing the deck because he's about to do something greater for you. Hallelujah. I'm almost done as far as you know. So I have notoriously given away guitars and cars and watches and things over the years, things that I have because I don't operate in a lot of finance because we, we're doing bars and barns and basements and anywhere we can go but uh, I had given this guitar away and um, it was a cycle of the tremendous series of events I gave a guitar to a kid in, in a meeting they this is a big church that won't let me on their main stage but they have a side chapel side chapel Shrek <laughs> like sideshow Bob I would tell you I've seen the Simpsons but uh, Sideshow, side, side chapel, Bob. They're like, we can't have you in there because we're afraid you're going to blah, 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 I'm like, yes, yes, there's a high probability. I, yes, yes, yes. And, and we really don't do a lot of prob. Well, yes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. You know, this is all going to happen. You know what I mean? And we don't cast out. I'm like, well, then probably you shouldn't have me there. We have a side chapel. I've never even heard, you know. That's pretty good when you got t room for a side chapel. And, um, oh, side chapel Shrek. And so I roll up in there, and I'm about to play, and, the, and they're getting nervous. Because, you know, I look like a hungry lion, you know, before that thing. I've been praying for four or five hours, and I'm like, why has God got me here? Because this is a spot I don't want to be in. I'm more comfortable in a bar. That doesn't sound right. I'm more comfortable playing in a bar where I know I'm sent to get people set free I am in a church where people doubt that God still has the gifts of the Spirit. Because I am so done trying to convince you God sent me. You know, not you. You guys are great. I'm going to other people. You guys. So, so the guy says, it's time to start. 
He didn't know whether to call me Bob or Shrek or brother. Or I told him to call me Most Holy Pontificate. And <laughs> it just unnerved him. You know, I don't have video games, so I do things and say things. and just see a look of terror on people's face, you know. And he sa I said, no, God showed me a kid coming that has an Olympic shirt on, and he has glasses with two lines here and one here because they're broken. He says, there's no, there's no one here like that. I said, I know that because it's prophecy. Prophecy means the future. It's, he's coming. Well, we, we have to start, we have to start, we have to start, and I'm great about starting on time, but I knew this kid was the key to the service. Now, God's trying to work something out in me because I don't show up late, you know, and this guy. So here it comes, and then in walks this kid with Olympic shirt on, and I go, go look at his glasses. He's like, just, just start, just start, and I play and do what I do and, uh, and, and just irritate hell. The, my greatest gift, I'm like, the Dorito chip that went down Satan's throat sideways. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? My greatest, <laughs> my greatest gift is irritation. It's not really anointing, it's annoying. That thing annoys hell. We should have killed him when we had him. We could have took him out. You know my story. My mother was a prostitute, and dad a drunk, and brother a heroin addict, and and you know I'm the curse breaker in this family tree. All that I say to you, because, you know, when you get to feeling bad about you, let me tell you something. Somebody else take the cards you've been dealt, and they would win with them. So I want to tell you the blood of Jesus makes you a winner. It doesn't matter where you come from. Praise be unto God. That can't count. Jesus came out of the lineage of David. This is not the most pure person walking around. He decided to hook up with some girl while she was taking a bath then rolled his, her husband to the front lines to be killed. And Jesus said, I'm going to come out of that lineage because that man knows how to repent. He's not looking for perfect lives. He's looking for perfect repentance, pure-heartedness. Hallelujah. Where was I? Right here. So, funny. And so, this kid, I said, son, the Lord showed me your guitar was stolen and sold for drugs. He said, yes, and you're living with your aunt. He took my hand. He said, get your hand off of me. <laughs> he's, I said, come up here later. I got something I want to talk to you about. He comes up. He's got a, a sock hat on, and uh, we call it sock hat, toboggan, toque, whatever you call it. And uh, I said, the Lord told me to bring this guitar tonight. It's cherry. It's from Canada. It's all cherry wood. And your guitar was so good. Sir, do I know you? I go, no, but I know the one who knows everything. And God told me to give you this guitar. And he took his hat off and he threw it down. He goes, no, start cussing. <laughs> now, you're not allowed to pray in tongues in this place, but other alternative languages are allowed. <laughs> it's just the tongues. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Don't leave back there in Notre Dame and Purdue. Hang on. I got something for you from the Holy Spirit. Hang on. Don't you leave either. I'm getting highlighters from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Whew. He's hitting me right on the yarmulke. Isn't it funny? I'm German, and God give me the Jewish kipper. <laughs> Reverse of the cursor. I said, your aunt, she's wearing, I call it vanilla bean. You ever see your vanilla bean ice cream? I'm hungry. And um, <laughs> it got the little specks in it. She had this sock hat on in this vision with this kind of vanilla colored with like a Ben and Jerry ice cream looking thing. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my Lord, I never heard such. I said, sit down. And he started playing that guitar. And he's playing it. He's better than me. And I, I put, put that away. Let's not overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> And he's receiving the Lord. He's crying, and here comes this lady. You get your hands off him. The kid goes, I can't take this guitar from you. It's my first night. I go, it's my first night. And aunt comes in, get your hands off him. That she thought I was yelling at him. She, he says, no, auntie, this man just prophesied her about us all. He doesn't know our Christian lingo, you know, which I find so refreshing. 
standing in Walmart trying to explain slain in the spirit is not the nomenclature that's going to release someone to the kingdom of God. You might as well go through a periodic table with them. How about something like this? Me, this, you, that. I just taught you how to speak Cleveland. <laughs> so the aunt was going, oh, my Lord. I said, God, show me that his guitar was sold for drugs. She's balling. And, and he goes, and the kid goes, yeah, I, he gave me this guitar. So the other the little kid that came in with auntie took his hat off and went, son of a, yeah. <laughs> now, this family ha- has some terminology that is frequent, obviously, in the house. And it's side chapel, I guess it's all right. And, but they're afraid of me going on stage. <laughs> but now I know why God didn't want me on the stage. He needed me in that chapel. Because that kid meant more. <laughs> Glory cloud blessings. Am I allowed to do that up here? <laughs> Straight to the side chapel. Out the door to the flip 180. We'll, is that what it's called? I don't even know what that means either. But how can you announce that and not give an interpretation? Flip 180. Flip 180 to you too over here. Who are you all of a sudden? I shouldn't have said that. I know that. That didn't. That's not what I. I don't know what I'm saying. I should lay down and pray in tongues right now and act like the Lord knocked me out, shouldn't I? Hey, baby, I'm back. Can you hear it? I'm back. Here to joy in the house. Here to joy in the house. Man, I go to the meeting the next night, and I carry in my bag that's been with me for about 40 years. You old bag, you. <laughs> and uh, this guy goes, Bobby, where's, where's your guitar? How are you going to leave worship? I said, well, a funny thing happened to me on the way to service. I said, you got any spoons? I'm going to And he goes, I'll be right back. And he come down the stairs, and he brought me a D-series Martin guitar. That's more money for a guitar, and I'd, everything I have been given to me. These shoes, somebody give me, somebody give me these pants, and this shirt I found in a box. And um, I just uh, live a life of God's going to, he's going to take care of me. That's all there is to it. He's either called me, and he can do it. I don't charge. I don't pay to go to church. I would never do that. I mean, you do what you want. I'm Again, whatever you do, it's on you. I'm talking about me. Man, then I walked into a church, and a guy said, God told me to give you this. He gave me a, a white Fender Stratocaster that I had given one away because I, I don't know how to get out of a mess. I don't sell stuff. I usually give it away. But I hadn't eaten in about nine days, and um, I called it a force fast. You ever do that? There's nothing to eat, and you just say, force fast. <laughs> Side chapel shack, do the fourth fat, baby. <laughs> so I was rolling up in fourth fast, and I had a guitar that I sold and um, got some baloney. And, um, and then uh, fried baloney, that's right on, Cleveland in the house. And um, I was at a meeting. Uh, I just got back on the road. This is how you get restored. You just keep believing. You keep worshiping. The restoration comes when you believe the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Even though you don't see the word happening in you, you believe the word, that the word inside of me is bigger than the word going around about me. How many people said to me, oh, you've got unforgiveness in your life. You've got a sin in your life is why your voice is gone. I said, well, what scripture is that? Because remember when Jesus come to a guy, he'd keep, he's, they said, well, who sinned, him or his parents? Jesus like, well, neither of them, knucklehead. We're going to set him free right now. <laughs> what in the world? Are you trying to curse somebody else with this? Let's just get him set free right here. They're all working for the reason why he's sick instead of delivering the man who is sick. I don't need to know why this happened. I just need to get rid of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And then I walked in this meeting, and I was releasing the word of the Lord, and I went outside, and the guy goes, Shrek, I got something for you. And I'm like, oh, praise God. You know, I need like $3,000. And uh, I'm like, this guy, whoo, you'll write me a check, you know. I'm like, shop, 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 you know. 
first check Shrek. And I'm like, you know, he's going to write me a check. He pulls up beside my car and he opens the back of his um, lift gate. I'm like, whoo, he's got cash. It's in a big bag. (laughs) 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 Pastor T, he handed me a Fender Hot Rod DeVille. About that tall with tube amp with four 10-inch speakers in it. Then he handed me a 2014 traditional Les Paul Gibson. You know, I've never had stuff like this. You understand what I mean? Every time I get around past Tom's stuff, I'm like, Tom, that guy wants you. I'm like, take a good turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Lord, did you send me this stuff for me to sell so I could make a house payment? The Lord says, son, I cleared the deck out, all that stuff you gave away and you had to sell and left nothing but empty guitar stands. I'm ready to fill them up to send you out again. Can I tell you that some of the people that have left your life, some of the people that have walked away from you, God's just cleared the deck because he's sending the next round of breakthrough for you. Don't trip over yesterday's mantle. Don't let that thing stop you, man. Somebody's got to remain in the cloud of glory. So you've got a flower. I know that I know you. Yes, wave your hand at me if you're wearing flowers. Yes, and a pretty smile. If you're having flowers, not you, sir, flowers. No. <laughs> now this precious lady, would you stand up, please? Yes. Just all of us, all eyes on Jesus, please. Only reason I ask you to stand, just so that no one's confused. I bless you with the name of Jesus. There is a warrior in you. Other people would have given up had they had to go through what you went through. They would have already died. But I tell you, in the name of Jesus, you are a walking witness to God bringing someone back. When I saw you walk by me today, the Lord spoke to me. I sang a song last night about rolling the stone away. God has rolled your stone away. You are going to be a witness. They're going to say, well, what in the world happened to her? Why is, why in the world, how did, what is it? It's it's going to be too much for them to be able to swallow. But your Jesus already paid for you. Hallelujah. You can, there's nothing to go back to. But they are going to say over you, it's too much. It's too radical. It's too this. Sister, some of us just to have to stay that radical so we can stay close to the Lord that the hell that's nipping at our heels cannot pull us backward because our hand is on the altar of God. And I bless you, lady of God, because the call of God is on you. There's ministry inside of you, and people will try to talk you out of that, but you cannot be talked out. Quick, if you don't like women ministers, put your fingers in your ear. Because woman of God, I tell you, you're going to do a work of ministry. And I call you forth and call you out of it to do a work. Now, I don't know why. How in the world does a Purdue and Notre Dame get together and I can't get a date? These two, amazing. But I bless you. It's it's the Lord, wasn't it? Bless you too. Would you stand up, please, for a minute? I bless you. My friend Timmy's here. Hold on a second. Timmy, I bless you. stay, Stay there, Notre Dame. Timmy, I bless you in the name of Jesus. God sent you here today. The spirit of that worship got on you, son. And in the name of Jesus, the thing that's tried to take you out and kill you, I bind it off of you. As hell tried to take my voice and I refute it, rebuke it, because God has restored me. When you've been restored, you can restore others. And I restore you to a place of God that you would not fall prey to the trick of the enemy. But I lift you in Jesus' name to be the one, the curse breaker in the family tree. Man of God, stand up with the glory. Let his presence be on you. And I break the enemy that tries to break your back in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Purdue lady, I bless you. Now, see if God can give a word over a man wearing a cowboy sweatshirt, God can speak to almost anybody, right? I love you, Timmy. I bless you. But God sent you here today that you would get revival. It's time for you to come up out of the pit. Whoo, I'm coming to you. Hang on, Notre Dame. I'm coming. I'm working it out. A real prophet would know all your names. But this one just reads your hat. (laughs) Timmy, in the name of Jesus, that lion's den period is over. This darkness is over, son. It's time to come out of it. Dear lady with Purdue on, there's an anointing on you. I saw you last night. You left early, and I, that's all good, but I, I'm so glad you came back today. Um, your hands are going to be in people's hair. There is a style that you're going to create that no one else has created. 
There's some kind of, uh, uh, there's an anointing that's going to come off of you like you're going to work on people's hair and color. See, th- these, I've been coloring mine gray. You might have noticed that. And, uh, but you have on you a design, and God's going to give you a logo for your business, and it is going to, you're going to have a, a, the cross is going to be in this. You're going to see Jesus and you're, you're going to be praying for people while you're doing something with their hair and their head, and the Lord is going to do it. And brother, um, great big tall, uh, bless you. Come on, eyes on, on Jesus. Don't run him out of here looking at me. I don't have a thing for you. Holy Spirit's got it all. He's the one to keep your eye on. Bless you in the name of Jesus. God is, God is raising a man right here that can be an elder in this house. The man of God, I tell you, in the name of Jesus, you are the prototype of young men that have come through this place and that are being raised up. When I saw Troy, I ain't no boy dilly back there playing on them drums. I said, God is raising a new sound, a new people, a new prophet, a strong man. You're coming up into this next, this next place. I got to tell you, it's going to be filled with young couples like this that are going to say, we've got something we cannot be moved. Hallelujah. We've been up under. A lot of all we've been through is to get us right to this moment, to be restored. And in the name of Jesus, the spirit of restoration is upon this place. And I tell you, this couple is going to have a hand. There's a builder in you, brother. I can see the Holy Spirit writing through you and drawing through you. And he's making something. Brother, God is going to show you how to put together a building at half of a price that somebody else would. He's going to show you how to make great profit and do missions. And there's missions coming out of the two of you. And we release it to the nations for you. Bless you and have a seat. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. I saw in this time, sister, a move of God in the adult sex industry. I don't know how else to say it. I believe it got quiet there. I believe that the spirit of pornography is going to be taken out from the inside out. I saw a young girl receive the Lord Jesus coming out of the sex industry and preaching the gospel inside of the the cloud is on me right now. And that there was going to be a healing release for people that have had a disease transmitted. And they were going to run to Jesus by the thousands. And I believe that heaven is about to invade some of the most perverse, ugly things that we've ever seen. You know, isn't it funny that people, they want to somehow um, get everybody saved before they bring them to the altar. Brothers and sisters, there's got to be a move of God. I don't know if I have time for this. Holy Spirit, I need you to talk to me here. Rusin, Taramasi. I don't know who this is for. I, I was playing in Phoenix, Arizona. You may have heard some of this before, but it's on me. I was playing in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was playing at Phoenix First Friday, and it's this, all these stages downtown, and I was playing in this Phoenix First Friday, and I was playing, man, it was just happening. So now I slow it down, and I'm getting ready to move into the prophetic, and these two men start dancing together. And they both are um, not wearing shirts, and they got vests, vests on without shirts. And this only happened to me one other time where I even saw this. A man cut my hair with a leather vest on and no shirt, and that was the worst day of my life. I didn't get my hair cut for a year after that, <laughs> just in case he had changed, you know, barbers or something. These men are dancing together, and I, I didn't know what to do because I'm like, I'm trying to sing a song about the Lord, and these two is knacking on each other. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Pastor, I trust you with their salvation. That may be the greatest words I've ever heard spoken to me in my, in my life. I said it's time to pray everybody boo except for these two they let go of each other's hand for the first time and pray right there i go back to cleveland eight months later somebody calls me 
hey, we got your phone number from so-and-so. I was down there with my partner. I had a vest on with no shirt. I'm like, yeah, yes, I remember. Remember our partner and I were dead? Yes, I remember. I remember. And he is <laughs> describing the whole thing. I'm like, okay, take it easy. Acid, acid, and mine. <laughs> he said, I was away from the Lord, and I, I got saved. My parents are ministers. I got saved that night. God's changed my life. Your buddy gave me your phone number, and I'm on the, I'm on the, the committee for Gay Pride Phoenix. And we wonder if you'd come and play your music on our float for Gay Pride Week. <laughs> yeah, I sure will. I'm that guy. You understand, right? That that's why I'm not hooked up with places that tell me where I can go and can't go. Because I'm not trying to ask you permission to go to the lion's den. I'm like, you afraid of that? Nobody going to get gay on you. Don't touch me. I might get that on me. Folk afraid to cross cultures or boundaries like somebody gets something on you. People, what you got on you should be getting on them. You afraid of the gay pride parade? I'll strap on a rainbow jumpsuit and jump up there. I love a parade. I mean, I'll just, I'm your huckleberry. Because I'm going to be in a parade, too, you know, throw candy. It's going to be awesome. And they pick me up at the airport, and these men are chained. The glory's on. They say, now, you just have to play tonight down here at this party we're throwing because the grand poobah of pride, whoever he is, is going to be there, and he's going to decide. I didn't know there's even pastors in gay pride. They just set it up a hierarchy. And the, so I walk in, and it is nothing you want to see. It ain't nothing I want to repeat. And my buddy won't even come in. He's in the car in Phoenix sitting in the car. <laughs> now, that should tell you how bad this was. And this guy says, well, Robert, which <laughs> it's just so catty with me. Just be prepared for anything tonight. I'm like, if you think I'm going to be playing songs, you know, I didn't come to lower the bar here, dude. I came to raise it. I'm glad to play and pray for everyone. Well, you can just sit, consider yourself dismissed, he says to me. So I'm walking out, and I'm crying because I'm in Phoenix. I'm a fat man in Phoenix, right? These are not <laughs> cohabitable. And so <laughs> I'm walking the guitar, and I'm crying. My buddy's out there, and he's like, what are you crying about? I'm not crying. Stupid cactus stuff. My face. He says, you got fired, didn't you? Well, I got fired from Gay Pride Phoenix volunteer position. <laughs> this is my worst firing, having been fired several times from several churches. This church of gayness has fired me. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What in the world am I going to do? My buddy goes, look, dude, I'll invite some of my friends over tonight at the house because I have some pretty messed up friends. I go, more messed up than fired from volunteer position. <laughs> he said, they're pretty messed up. So they all come over, and they're all these, like, it's, it's Phoenix. It's 90 degrees at 10 o'clock at night. And they've all got hoodies on, and they're drinking wine, <laughs> my BMW, and I'm like, you know, and I can't stand any of it. And what am I doing here? And this guy comes out, and he's got a three-ring binder. And he goes, this is my buddy Bob. These are the prophecies that this man's given me over the years. He says, the first one, this is the first night I met him in Pennsylvania. It was a snowstorm. And I introduced him to my fiance. And the story goes that I said, that's not your fiance. You're going to marry this little red-haired girl and live in Maricopa, wherever that is. And my buddy, was, the guy's like, why would you say something like that to this girl that he just introduced to me 15 years before? And there we were in North Maricopa County and that little red-haired girl right next to him. And the people were looking over at me. I got like a hot dog with mustard on my shirt. <laughs> I'm Bobby. And they're just terrified. Because I don't put on no pretense. I'm not trying to be. This is me everywhere. Because we got enough of the other. That charge, you know, whatever they charge. It's all by faith. If God can't do it, I don't think it needs to be done. That's right. I'm Bobby. <laughs> and um, so then he said, Bob's going to pray for you. So they're all in the circle around a fire pit in Phoenix. Why does anyone have a fire pit in Phoenix? <laughs> right? So I don't know what to do. 
because these people don't want me there. So I start doing duck, duck, goose. <laughs> duck, 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 goose. <laughs> and I start prophesying. This man, the Lord showed me, his, he had such nice hair. And I said, nice hair, man. <laughs> he turns around. And I said, the Lord's showing me the Canadian flag and your family's moving from Toronto to the West Coast. He went, my kids are moving from Toronto on Tuesday to British Columbia. And they all look at me like, oh, no, you know. And so everybody, anything they got, somebody does this, somebody puts on garlic, somebody, you know, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going around and God's, people are getting saved. People are getting saved. Except one mama's mean mugging me from the other side. Mean mug Mabel, I called her. I'm like, I got something for her, but I'm going to let her stew in this. She needs to marinate, man. Cause. So I pray for all 12, 13 of these. I come around to her, and she goes, you won't want to pray for me. I pray to the dark Lord Satan. I was like, ooh. She said, I bet you wouldn't let me pray for you, I said. It just turned into Vegas. Set them up. <laughs> Papa need a new pair of shoes. Come on, seven. Yeah, I'll let you, you, you pray for me, then I'll pray for you. And let's let the God who's God show up here tonight. Brother, don't you know that you could get a curse from that? Are you kidding me? I'm a, my mother was a prostitute. I'm raised in the inner city. Of what could she possibly say over me that hell hasn't already been defeated by the cross, hallelujah, that I already came out of? She goes, dear dark Lord Satan. I'd never heard anybody say that before. I was like, ooh, no wonder there's a fire. And uh, she goes, she's going, rah, 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 and she, it's crazy. <laughs> I messed up, Ash. I am messed up, right? Time three. And next thing you know, I said, wow. <laughs> that was something. And God, I said, now I'm going to pray for you. She goes, don't you touch me. I'm like, oh, sweetheart. There ain't a man within 22 miles wanting to touch you after <laughs> what just come out of that mouth. Because that was ugly talk. Dear Dark Lord Satan, but let me show you what God's going to do. So I'm thinking I'm going to cast the demon out of here, and God takes me away. And I see three little faces, Mexicans, but they're this big. And I yell, I see three Mexican midgets. My buddy goes, I don't think you're allowed to say either one of them words. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Everybody's freaking out. I'm freaking out. I don't know what I'm not allowed to say, obvious by what I've said here today. Brother, God starts writing names. John Joe, Phileo, Holoi. She goes, ah! I'm like, little Lucifer, little Lulu, what is happening to you? She says, I rescue dogs that are about to be euthanized. And I have three chihuahuas, Mexican midgets. John Joe, Phileo, and Holoi. Your God knows the names of my dogs. They're about to die. She reaches in her purse and grabs a fifth of vodka and goes, sluggity, slug, slug, slug. Jesus, save me. Now, I've never done vodka in prophecy. There are several churches that could use some decaf. I'll go that far. Oh, my Lord. Quick, quick, lay that egg. I'm almost done. 
I'm sorry. Thank God. I'm sorry. I've been, I've been alone so long, I don't have nobody to make fun of. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. None of this is planned as far as you know. And then it dawned on me. God cared so much about one girl that he had gay pride Phoenix fly me to Phoenix to get fired so I could bring a word to one girl around a campfire. Just because it goes upside down, Eric, doesn't mean, Katina, that he's not in it. Because you lose everything. And it hurts like it hurts like the dickens. I almost said something I really shouldn't have right there. <laughs> I better give this microphone up. But I want you to know in the name of Jesus. I just believe that if you'll let God have control of your life, it doesn't matter how bad it gets, the greater one is going to come through in the end. He's going to make a way for you. And you're going to see the cloud of God show up. Don't give up on your church. Don't give up on your team. Don't give up on each other. I don't care who tries to talk you out. Don't let anyone talk you out of what God's talked you into. Because no one can talk him out of loving you. I've given him a million reasons not to stick around. But he just won't leave me. If you're away from the Lord in any way today, today's a good time to get it right. I don't care what's been going on, how angry you get. Were you angry at God? Man, I get so angry when some of the prophets that I've seen in my life have died. Some of the great Christians have died. And, now, and then I'm sitting there, lost my voice. I don't know what else to do. I, I have to drive to Cleveland tonight to wash dishes in a restaurant because I just can't leave them hanging. I don't know what else to say about it. But I want you to know it's time to get our lives right before the Lord. If you got anything... Anything between you and God, anything that you're mad at him about, mad at me about, especially me. No, if you're mad, let this stuff go. Don't tie yourself to yesterday to hold a grudge. Listen, holding a grudge against somebody else is like drinking poison and hoping it hurts them. I'll teach you sluggity slug slug with Drano. That should teach you. Don't, idiota, don't uh, fall for that. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you'd like to make your things right with the Lord today, come on and pray this prayer with me. Let's pray it all around the room that we might get our hearts right and start a restoration in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I'm sorry for anything that I may have said, that I may have done, that I may have thought, that I may have missed, or a vow that I did not keep. I'm sorry, Lord. And through the blood of Jesus, I receive your cleansing. And I am delivered in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if I could just pray for your families. I bless you and your families, and I pray that a shaking would happen in your family tree. Glory to God. That by the power of the blood of Jesus, it would go through your family tree in the name of Jesus. It would rocket through your family tree line and they would come running to the altar of God. Hallelujah. That their altar could be at their kitchen table or their front room or their bedroom. I pray for them in the name of Jesus. I ask that God would give them an encounter with Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A heavenly encounter to change their lives. I pray for those of you that have been in the throes where husband and wife have been angry and fighting up one against each other, I ask in Jesus' name that that would come to an end, that the peace would come upon your house, that one would chase a thousand to flight and two ten thousand, that you would not, in the name of Jesus, move out the people that are there to increase you. Glory to God. I pray that our pride would be laid in your altar, our racism, our ugliness that we're able to hide in our hearts. God, make us the men and women you called us to be. And I ask you for a revival. Give me a gay pride float. Give me a niche anointing for them kids that live under the bridge. I ask you, Father, I know you can pay my way. And I could stay on these streets and get people delivered. Glory be to God. I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your time today, church. I love you. Thank you so much, Pastor.
going to be excused, all right? <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Didn't know you were going to get such a comedy routine today, did you? <laughs> oh, let's just all pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love. And Lord, even the joy that uh, Shrek released. And Father, I know that you have a plan and a purpose for each person in this house right now. And Father, I come in agreement with what Shrek prayed, God, that we would get things right with you. That Father, as we become the family that you have called us to be, Father, you are transforming us and changing us. We want to yield to you. We want to yield to your ways. We want to yield to your purposes and your plans. Father, I thank you that you are the one that gets us through the storm. You're the one that, that deliver us, delivers us from strongholds. You're the one that brings freedom to the captive. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We love you and we honor you in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, as we dismiss this house, Father, I pray that you would be with each person. Lord, that you would be the, the, the hands and feet through us as we go out into our community, that we would love well, that we would serve sacrificially, that we would speak truthfully, do truthfully, God. And Lord, we just thank you for your presence going with us. We love you and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said...